Welcome to Tech Talk for Teachers. I'm your host, Paul Beckerman. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. What's in the toolkit? What? What is in the toolkit? What's in the toolkit? Check it out. The topic of today's episode is manage your digital learning environment. When we get new classes with new students, it's common to take some time to learn where everything is in the classroom. Where do we keep our textbooks? Where are the supplies located? Where's the pencil sharpener? Are there extra Chromebook chargers I can use if I forget mine? Where do I turn in my work? The list really goes on and on. When I became a library media specialist, I did something similar and conducted media center orientations with every ninth grade classroom. This was critical because when students came to our school, they needed to know how to navigate the library, where to find things, and how to use the resources they found. Some of this was knowledge of a physical space, like where were the fiction books versus the nonfiction books, and where was the reference collection, and how do they check out cameras and microphones. Over the years, more and more of these learning spaces became digital and online. This is where they searched the book collection for both physical and ebook versions. It's also where most of the reference materials ended up being stored, along with information databases. In fact, it has become important for students to be able to navigate seamlessly between physical and digital spaces and know where to find things, as well as how to use those resources when they find them. Helping students learn and manage their digital learning environment is really important. It's almost as important to students knowing where to sit when they come to your classroom. They need to know what to do, how to do it, and where to find things so that they can be confident learning in your environment. What are some cool tech tools I can use? Two tips! Instructional technology. There are three areas of the digital environment that are especially important for students to master. Let's take a look at each one. Number one, the device. Students need to be comfortable with the device that they'll be using for learning. Teach them the essential skills related to operating and properly caring for that device. It's sort of like knowing how the blinkers, window washers, and brakes work on a car before you go out for a drive. You might be able to get a little ways without the blinkers and washer fluid for a while anyway, but you'll definitely need the brakes. So in a way, we need to teach our students how to drive their classroom technology. To help point your students to the most important items, the staff at Avid Open Access has created a checklist that you can print off or digitally share with your students. There's a checklist for Chromebooks, iOS devices, and Windows devices. Each section also includes a list of hyperlinked shortcuts to quick start guides and other digital resources that can help in mastering that particular device. These can be useful for your students. Checklist items include things such as turning the device on and off, how to log in, how to connect to the Wi-Fi, locating applications and features within the workspace, and caring for the device. Number two is the internet browser. Many of your students' learning resources are probably stored online. This might include digital textbooks, production tools such as Google's G Suite or Microsoft 365, and the learning management system like Schoology, Canvas, Seesaw, or Google Classroom. And of course, there are the search engines, databases, and other resources students will likely use on a regular basis. Students should know not only how to access these web-based resources, but they should also know how to use the features of their browser to manage those resources. In addition to online search strategies and practices, this includes skills like pinning tabs, 
creating bookmarks, and even managing folders of bookmarks. I will say from professional experience that these skills are a lifesaver. I have a gallery of folders spread across my browser toolbar, one for each key need or area of work that I do. Inside each of those folders, I have subfolders filled with categorized bookmark links. This system saves me countless hours. Everything's easy to access and follows me wherever I log into a browser. Number three, learning management systems, or an LMS. There are lots of learning management systems out there. I've already mentioned a couple, Schoology, Google Classroom, Canvas, and Seesaw. Those are the ones used in my district, but there's lots of other ones available. In most cases, these platforms become your digital learning hub. When used well, students can use these spaces to access nearly any resource that they're going to need for your class. They may also find and submit assignments there, ask questions, and collaborate with classmates. I like to think of an LMS as an extension of a physical room. In my classroom, I have bookshelves and file cabinets. In my LMS, I have folders filled with files. In my classroom, I have a basket on my desk for work to be turned in. In my LMS, I have digital assignments where students can turn in work virtually. In my physical classroom, we have discussions. In the LMS, there's a discussion forum. In my classroom, we display student work on the wall. And in the LMS, we have a media gallery to post work. For these spaces to become a natural extension of your physical space, students need to know how to use these tools and spaces. How do I use, how do I use Integration inspiration. Integration ideas. It's important to take time early on to teach students how to navigate, how to use your unique organizational system in this space, and how to engage in the digital activities that your platform offers. You may want to teach your parents, too, if you have a chance, since most of these tools offer student-teacher-parent communication pathways that can really help make your classroom life much more efficient. There are lots of ways you can teach students these digital learning environment skills. You could have them do a scavenger hunt or present them with challenges where they must use the digital resources to complete the activity. You could integrate community building activities into the skill building exercises to help students get to know each other while they're also learning the digital spaces. You can introduce each skill when students need to use them to complete a class activity. You could even jigsaw the different skill areas and have groups of students become experts and then teach the rest of the class how to use the various tools and features. Whatever you choose, an investment of time up front can save you lots of time later. It's like the popular phrase goes, take time to make time. Not only will things be more efficient, but your students will feel more empowered and less frustrated learning in these spaces. To learn more about today's topic and explore other free resources, visit avidopenaccess.org. Specifically, I'd encourage you to check out the article, Learn and Manage Your Digital Learning Environment. In this article, you'll find the checklists that I referenced earlier in the episode. And of course, be sure to join Rena Winston and me every Wednesday for our full-length podcast, Unpacking Education, where we are joined by exceptional guests and explore education topics that are important to you. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, and thanks for all you do. You make a difference. <laughs>